Hello, I'm a slightly under-the-weather Scott Soshnick. On this weekly podcast, we will explore the big money issues in the world of sports and talk to some of the biggest players in the industry. On this week's show, we speak with the president of Telemundo Deportes, Ray Warren. But first, let's look at the top stories of the week. Joining us is Bloomberg Business of Sports reporter Eben Novi-Williams. Michael Barr is off. Eben, first off, the big news, the World Cup being shared by the U.S., Mexico and Canada. See, we all can get along. Yeah, this is uh, obviously the better of the two bids, but as you know, and history has proven, FIFA doesn't always choose the best bid Guitar. when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to the World Cup. Uh, and this time, they did. You know, the, the the North American bid includes all three countries: Mexico, Canada, the United States. It's really just a United States bid. Uh, Sixty of the eighty games are going to be there. Everything from the quarterfinals on will be in the United States. Uh, they beat out Morocco overwhelmingly. Uh, the big question is: this kind of a new era for FIFA? Is the is the back the back room shady? Bribery dealings, Bribes, is, that, yeah. is, that, is that over or is this are, kind of are, are an anomaly? Are you saying that this could you not have, have been be part saying. of this bid group? This could not have happened now? Uh, it's, it's certainly possible. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the, the U.S. bid promises to be the, the most lucrative, they took richest the money. bid they took the money. ever. Uh, they're promising $11 billion to FIFA. No World Cup, to my knowledge, has ever brought more than $6 billion to FIFA. Uh, so uh, a lot of people happy with the news today. Speaking of big money, a judge has approved AT&T bids to buy Time Warner. We can now expect a flurry of M&A and consolidation in the media space. Yeah, $85 billion deal. Is that all? So, so eight times what the World Cup is going to bring in. No conditions, by the way. They don't have to sell any Which units. was surprising to me. Is that surprising to you? You thought that perhaps with the Trump administration pushing that perhaps there'd be some conditions, but... You're right. There's going to be a lot more consolidation here, and the question is... What does that mean for for the way people consume media? You know, the no question that it's moving towards mobile. You know, it's one of the reasons why AT and T did this. You know, why why they want to boost uh, what they have in the mobile sphere, um, merging TV and mobile. Other companies are going to try to do that as well. How does it affect consumers when it comes to streaming? And and for sports fans out there, how does it con- affect the way that they uh, the way they consume sports? Yeah, well, if you're looking at the Fox assets, and that's what Disney and Comcast are looking at, sports is a big part of this. It is one reason, one huge reason, why these big companies are interested in these acquisitions. Absolutely. So, all right, we'll see how that works out. Reggie Bush, speaking of big money. I really didn't follow this when Reggie Bush got hurt, but apparently when he was playing for the Rams... He was playing for the 49ers. He was playing for the 49ers, but he was playing at the Rams in St. Louis. He ran out of bounds, and there was no more turf. He just stepped on concrete. He slipped, of course, which makes sense if you've ever worn those football cleats and you step on concrete, Mm -hmm. down you go, and he tore his ACL. Well, the jury was was sympathetic, but the interesting part is where the jury was. Yeah, so this happened back in 2015. It's been working its way through the courts since. When Reggie Bush w- hurt himself, he tore his ACL, as you said. He sued both the Rams and the St. Louis Stadium Authority. You know, this jury in St. Louis found the Rams 100% liable. And why that is interesting is that, uh, as many sports fans know, the, the Rams left St. Louis. They three no years longer ago. are the St. Louis Rams. There is Rams. a lot of bitterness uh, in St. Louis right now for the Rams as, a, as an organization. Um, who knows if that played in here, but it is. In some ways, ironic that the that the twelve person jury found the Rams hundred percent liable. They are now on the hook for the thir- almost thirteen million dollars owed to Reggie. Can Bush I ask right a now. more simple question? Sure. Why in the world would you allow concrete on the outside of the stadium like that? I mean, we see players running off. The- this this seems like a no brainer that you'd perhaps like to 
maybe put some turf yeah, all the way to the Yeah, and if you wall. watch the video, it is that obvious. You know, he's trying to slow down on the turf. The minute he steps on the concrete, whoop, there well, he goes. If you've ever played in cleats at <laughs> exactly. any sport, even as a kid, you go running, you step on the curb. I mean, if you've ever seen it, it's like the kids who forget to take their skate guards off in hockey. Mm-hmm. They hit the ice and down they go. Well, speaking of while we went down, let's go the other way. What is up and running? Thank you very Ooh, much. Transition. New Jersey. So they win the case. I feel bad for New Jersey. And by the way, I say this. As, well, the listeners don't know, but you know, Medina, you know, I soon will be a New Jersey resident, closing on the house, hopefully in in a few weeks. New Jersey brings the case to the Supreme Court for legalized sports betting. They win, and then Delaware, (laughs) Delaware gets in there and is first to take bets. Yeah, the New Jersey is going about a week after Delaware. New Jersey, obviously a bigger state, more people, going to be a bigger market. Um, How much does first mover status matter? You can maybe make an argument that someone, say, in Philadelphia, who is driving range between New Jersey and and Delaware, chose to go to Delaware first and may be loyal to wherever they went first. Or D.C. or yeah. Sure. I, I understand you're taking yeah, the middle ground but, there. Yeah, yeah but I, I would think there's not much financial It really difference. doesn't matter other sure. than, I mean, they put all the work in. You kind of expected really- <laughs> either Murphy or Christie or, or the yeah. two of them to be the first people yeah. betting on Chris sports Christie should have been the first Vegas, to make a bet. You know? like the, and you know Christie would have stepped to the window and he said, a thousand on the Cowboys to win yeah, exactly, all, right? I mean, exactly. As, as Phil Murphy holds the Giants ticket in his <laughs> yeah, hand. Exactly. Uh, something like that. Yeah, but uh, New Jersey has earned the, the tax money they're getting here. Uh, we'll be fascinated to see. You know, there are companies like Betfair, companies like William Hill that are well-positioned already in New Jersey. Uh, this will be, I mean, Delaware. Quick guess. Delaware was 300000 day one? Yeah. What, what do you guess for New Jersey? Can you make it? Am I putting you on the spot? 550. Okay, so about double. Great. Well, all right, Evan. Let's get into our interview with Ray Warren. He's the president of Telemundo Deportes. He oversees NBC Universal Telemundo Enterprises, the growing sports business there, leads its strategy across all platforms and networks. He's responsible for developing opportunities both in the existing franchises and future acquisitions focused on the FIFA World Cup properties. His 30-plus year career spans several senior-level positions at leading ad agencies, media companies. He's also held several sales positions at ABC TV Network. Ray, thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. You're on the line from Moscow. Just attended the FIFA World Congress where the big news, 2026 World Cup going to the North American bid shared by Mexico, Canada, and the U.S. Any surprises there? Were you surprised at all by the, by the vote? No, ultimately I wasn't, but I think it was a, a bit of a interesting path because I think there was a period of time where it seemed like uh, it was a pretty solid, well, I mean, if you go all the way back, Morocco had, well, any country that wanted a bid had a bid by August 11th, and uh, you know we were in conversations with the U.S. and Mexico and Canada, and they didn't see anything on the horizon. And then on, on August 11th, literally, Morocco raised their hand and said, we'd like to bid. So that was a bit of a shock. So again, we were going down the road thinking it was a U.S.-only bid, and then it became a U.S.-Morocco bid. And then it seemed like the U.S. was a pretty strong bid. But then just some things, you know, started getting a little fuzzy on comments certain people were making about the World Cup and why it should be in the U.S. and la, la, la. And ultimately... Well, it said Morocco looked pretty good. <laughs> like, what is going on here? And then uh, at the end of the day, um, as we were kind of approaching today, it was pretty clear that there'd be enough votes uh, for the United bid to, 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 
fantastic gig, Tom. I assume congratulations to you as well. I mean, you are the, the, the Spanish-language home in the U.S. for both the 2018 and 22 World Cups, but also the 2026. Uh, am I correct in saying this is a this is a, a win for you guys? You'd rather have this tournament at home than, than somewhere thousands of miles away? You know, yes. I, of course, you know, you like to, you like to play at home. Um, but, you know, what, what I've said before, and this is sincere, um, when the company bid on the World Cup, it really had you know two 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 goals. One is to to procure the biggest sporting event on the planet, um, which ties right into our audience. The other was to grow Telemundo um, as a as a media outlet. Um, and so you know we were going to take whatever happened. You know people ask the same question about USA not qualifying for this one. We're in it hopefully for a much longer haul than 2026, but it would be silly to say we're not excited that that uh, the United did carry. For folks at home who, who don't know, the, the 2026 rights that, that you and Fox are sharing were, were given in a kind of a behind-doors negotiation, part of a concession for, for the 2022 World Cup, the one in Qatar that's being moved from the summer uh, into the fall Um do you feel like you got a bargain now that now that this is here in the in in the U.S.? How do you feel about about that negotiation? I was not a part of that. However, it came down came down. So, you know, whatever happened happened. Um, but again, you can't not be happy having the World Cup in twenty twenty six. So yeah, I mean, you could you could argue it both ways, I guess, because I think there were some surprises when the announcements were made of Russian cutter and then and then a surprise when the United So every every cycle has been a surprise. <laughs> some good, some not so good. At the end of the day, as all things in life, things tend to even out over time. We are chatting with Ray Warren, the president of Telemundo Deportes, and for the non-Spanish speakers, Deportes means sports. <laughs> you got a big sports division. <laughs> give, give me a breakdown, Ray, of your sports viewers. How many do you have? How old are they? What's the demo? How do you capitalize on all these rights? So, you know, there are 60 million uh, Hispanics in the U.S. There are more bilinguals. Um, so we've got a, a pretty vast growing audience and young. Uh, the average age is 10 years. The average age of a Telemundo viewer is 10 years younger than the youngest skewing sport on English language. Um, and so we have a what we call a, a 3M audience. It's multicultural, it's mobile, and it's millennial. So um, that's what we've got. We've got, you know, Bilingual is not a, uh, it's not like somebody flips a switch and one day they speak Spanish. It's a continuum. And so, you know, we have a lot of folks who uh, grew up watching Spanish language television who are now perhaps fully bilingual. But uh, to me, they're the, they've got the best gig in town because they've got so many more options than an English language only viewer. They can watch Señor de los Cielos. They can watch. You know, the Super Bowl on NBC or Telemundo, it's however they, or Universal, I shouldn't say that's where we put it. So, you know, it's a great, it's a great audience. Um, and, and by the way, the numbers as you look down the road continue to grow um, because all the folks are um, in that stage of life where there are more, more babies coming. And so the, the growth uh, line for the Hispanic community is very strong and young. So it's pretty great. Um, and it kind of does play right into uh, uh, this year's World Cup in that um, because it's a very mobile and millennial audience, they're going to be very comfortable uh, watching 
the World Cup on their tablet, cell phone, laptop, smart TV, good old-fashioned linear TV, whatever. Well, I happen to be fluent in Puedo Hacer la Entrevista en cualquier ah, idioma bueno. que quieres. Do you speak Spanish? Estoy trabajando a entender. Yo estudio en escuela. Yo puedo hablar contigo. Es, es, es más bien. fácil muy entender bien. de hablar, so you're doing very well. Sí, sí. Bueno, estoy trabajando como cocinero en el restaurante. Quiere cocinar, necesito hablar español. <laughs> well, yes, if you, if you do want to cook, you better know the, the, uh, the Spanish. You know where I started, though? I, I, my Spanish no. started watching Lucha Libre. So you can imagine uh -huh. the, the, the Mexican wrestling with the hoods. That's where my Spanish started. So you can imagine some of the things I, I learned watching that. <laughs> well, yes, I can, actually. Give me a taste of the, of the audience. I mean, ML, just in something that people can relate to. We know how many people are watching like MLS on English language versus, let's say, the Mexican League, Liga MX, uh, on Spanish language TV. The, the audience really is big. On a Liga MX on Spanish language television is gigantic. They'll do over two million viewers on Fortnite, and they'll do three in the in a playoff. They'll do a million just like on a regular season game in the U.S. on Univision or whoever's carrying it. So for the World Cup here in 2018 starts this week. Uh, UN Telemundo is the Spanish language carrier. Fox the English language carrier. As we talk about these bilingual fans and fans like a young Scott who who maybe don't speak Spanish but are willing to to turn on sports when they're on Spanish language TV. What's the Telemundo pitch for why someone who can watch in both or even someone who speaks English only might want to watch in on a Spanish language telecast? Es más mejor en español. <laughs> es mejor en español, ¿tú quieres? ¿Tú crees? Sí. Oh, la verdad. ¿Por, ¿Por qué? ¿Por qué? Es muy fun. ¿Por qué? ¿Por qué? I'm going to go English now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we've done. We've run our course. <laughs> Come on. I've done pretty well, I think. Very well. All right. Thank you. Um, so, you know, I think I, I talk about, I, I spend a lot of time in the regional sports business. Uh, I run a company called Raycom Sports. Um, when I came to Comcast in 2008, I was uh, on the corporate side of the regional sports networks. And I always used to talk about, um, you know, nobody wears CSI Miami pajamas to bed, but they'll wear New York Yankee pajamas. Nobody paints their face, uh, you know, with the logo of Dancing with the Stars, but they'll put a, they'll paint half their face green and half their face white if it's a Celtics game. So there's a passion in the local regional sports uh, business that, and, and sometimes people complain about a homie, a homer, rather, you know, somebody who just is, you know, Phil Rizzuto is my favorite example of, gosh, when the Yankees were doing well, there was nobody happier than Phil, and you could hear it in his voice. But if you're a Yankee fan, that's actually pretty cool. That's because now, if you remember, those of us of a certain age, Ray, though, you know why he was happy when they were winning and they were ahead because Phil got a head start on the traffic and he'd be talking about yeah, meeting Cora at home going over the GW Bridge. <laughs> that's, that's very true. That's very true. So our guys are not homers, but they have that same passion. You know, the thing I discovered, even while I was at the regional sports networks when we talked about the World Cup, because, again, I wasn't involved until 2016 and we got the rights in 2011, was the World Cup is like the regional sports network of the planet Earth. So while a Cubs fan is a mad person in Chicago when the Cubs are winning the World Series, Argentina is a mad country. 
when the World Cup plays. So, like, I'm like, this is the coolest gig anybody could have ever put, you know, put in charge of. Um, so that's what it's about. It's about watching it in the flavor of the of the way the sport is played. So in Chicago, you have fun watching a Cubs game in Chicago. You know, in the U.S., you have fun watching the World Cup on Telemundo. It just it, it matches the vibe of the sport you're watching, in my opinion. And so I think that's where it's better in Spanish. I, and, 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 you know, yes, it's always good to have an important, to have a commentator and a play-by-play. But you can get a lot out of soccer watching the play on the field. It's not quite as, you know, gosh knows when you start watching the NFL and you've got all splits and roots and seams and stuff. It's like, it's a, it's a harder game to appreciate. And so I just think that, you know, we map to the, the, the game and the call maps to the viewer and, and what they're seeing on the screen. We're speaking with Ray Warren, president of Telemundo Deportes. Ray, give us an update, ad sales for the 2018 in Russia. You guys announced earlier this week that you were close to or at your goal. I believe that was $225 million. How has the commercial side of this been for you guys? So I won't confirm or deny numbers because I don't confirm or deny numbers. Um, but we are, where, we are beyond where we thought we'd be. When we did the models in 2011, um, Everything that has happened and is happening, uh, you know, we're we're in a really great place. Um, you know, there's a thing called shoehorn, and so uh, you know we're not going to close up shop and, and say, okay, what's the next thing that starts on Telemundo on July 16th? If there are, and and then the other, so a if, if there's money out there, we'll continue to find a way to shoehorn them in. Um, and then of course, anybody who does a long-term event, be it the Olympics be it, uh, you know, the NCAA, World Series, NBA, everybody tucks a little bit of inventory aside in case the ratings aren't holding up. And so, of course, we've done the same thing. That means if the ratings hold up, which we think they will, we'll meet all of our audience delivery uh, guarantees or, you know, requirements, and then that will allow us to free up some more inventory to sell. And and if Mexico plays England in the final, you want to be able to sell that, right? That's a dreamscape. Yes, <laughs> for for folks that at home that cool. for folks at home that don't know beyond just ad sales, tell us a little bit more about how the other ways beyond just just your commercials in which you can monetize holding the rights to the most lucrative sporting event on earth. Yeah, well, obviously, um, as we all know, as it relates to um, content, they're the best content for. Uh, multi-video providers, MVPDs, is live is live television. I think that's why you see Dancing with the Stars and you see The Voice and you see American Idol and you see America's Got Talent. It's sports in a different way, right? It's a competition and it's live and you don't know what the answer is going to be and you really don't want to find out what happened the next day if you're a fan of the show. Sports is that on the ultimate, on the ultimate level, right? So it really uh, is a strong business on the distribution side for uh, the people who are selling packages of content to consumers, be it a skinny bundle, a bundle, a big bundle, uh, you know, a cord shaver, a cord, never all those guys. So um, it's compelling content, and, and so that's another revenue stream. Um, and, you know, the other thing we have is we have, uh, we have merchandise. We have uh, soccer.com, and um, 
we are in a relationship with that with that group, and we are promoting them, and they're promoting us. And when people buy things for the World Cup, we, um, you know, are in a business with them. We are chatting with Ray Warren, the president of Telemundo Deportes. And who are some of these advertisers, Ray? Uh, I'm assuming these are big global brands who want to be attached to this event. Who's spending the money to be involved? Well, that's Coca-Cola, Hyundai, um, or Kia, actually, with us, uh, which is a brand under the Hyundai umbrella. Uh, Anheuser-Busch, McDonald's, Sprint, um, Volkswagen. Yes, you're exactly right. Blue chip global brands. Is there any reputational risk in doing business with FIFA? Does that come into the computation at all with all that's gone on with that organization? I don't think so. Um, you know, we're, and I'll tell you that if there was, again, uh, without trying to, you know, sidestep, I was not a part of it, uh, the conversations at the time, but I think by the time, and this is where, you know, I think at the time it was all pretty much we knew what was going on. I'm not sure if that was in 2011, but I think everybody understood there were some things that were not right with FIFA. But it's still a beautiful game, and it's about the game and it's about the sport. And and they took care of their business. Uh, Gianni Infantino, you know, when he announced that he was going to run for uh, re-election at next year's Congress, he almost got a standing ovation. I mean. Every vote at the Congress today was a 99% yes. Um, they are fully, you know, on the way up and clean and transparent. And um, so, you know, what was was, and you know, sometimes the brand does take a little bit of time to rebuild itself. But um, I think a lot of that's going to happen in 2018. I think a lot of that's going to happen with this World Cup. There are obviously things that you can't control. One of the things for this World Cup in 2018. The United States team shockingly failing to qualify. How big a deal is that for your telecast? How much had to change from what you were thinking of as the ideal versus what had to be the reality this year? Again, going right at it, nothing changed. Um, we had a plan that we set out, again, to be – and I, 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 actually, it was a plan after I got there. I mean, there was a plan that was laid in, and it was kind of how the World Cup ready – and I got there in September 16, and we changed that to World Cup great. And so that was September 16 before the world, before the U.S. failed to qualify. I said, folks, the North Star is World Cup great. If you're thinking about a decision to make on talent, on experts, on anything you're going to do, if you get one chance to make a good first impression. And this is our chance. And so we didn't buy the rights because we thought the U.S. was going to be in or not, or, or Spain or Portugal or Brazil or Argentina or Mexico or Uruguay. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're just playing our, we're playing our ball, staying in our lane. I don't know how many of the euphemisms I could come up with, but um, we never wavered. And I mean that uh, sincerely. Yeah. Was it, would it have been awesome if the U.S. was in? Yeah, it would have been great. But that's not why we bought the rights. And that's not why we were in this business. And that's not why we have a, a three-cycle deal with the with, with FIFA, and hopefully a whole lot more after that. Ray, can you give me a glimpse of what you think, and I know this is just speculation, but what you think the new world order of sports broadcasting is going to look like with the Facebooks and Amazons and Twitters involved? How does this progress? You know, I think if anybody knew that, that would be a pretty cool person to be. I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of noise, and I think there's a lot of money, but there's not a lot of expertise. 
and there's not a lot of um, infrastructure. And it's one thing to have billions of dollars in cash sitting on the side, but it's another thing to have all the right people working for you and the right way to produce it and the experience. So it's, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's going to be a little bit of a nibble and a nibble and a nibble, but, you know, we talk about streaming and we talk about um, all the other things that are going on. It's still a pretty small percentage of the total viewing population. Yes, it's growing. And if you're, I guess the real issue is guys, what's the timeline? If you're talking about three years from now, I think there's going to be like little tiny bits. If you're talking about 25 years from now, I couldn't speculate. It could be that, you know, Facebook buys NBC or Comcast. <laughs> I mean, who the hell knows? So I, I think it's about the timeline you want to talk about because, you know, a lot of things do change, but it's about continuum. Like, when did it start? Let's say it started, what, I don't know, three, four years ago and. I think it was Yahoo did a Jacksonville Jaguars Buffalo Bills game on a Saturday. Um, that might have been the first time a, a digital company had a live sports telecast on there, but I'm not sure. So if that was like the of the start, you know, then it depends on how many years out you want to talk about and what does it change. Let's say it's 12 years out. You say th- there's going to be a World Cup oh. in 2030. You've made it clear that, yeah. that you guys would probably like to be at least involved in the bidding process for that. What do you think that that looks like? Is it is it just you guys and, and Univision? How many other new bidders are you expecting to be along, along there for the Spanish Or partnerships. Race? Yeah, I think, you know, I think if I was going to speculate, it would be along the line of partnerships. Because, again, a lot of it goes to where, where have the numbers shifted to. And I don't think anybody really knows that. So... Yes, I could see. I think. Listen, I think if if, if there's um, if there is a, a, a continuum, when you want to talk about twelve years out, um, I think we're in a great spot because this audience is young. It's going to stay young. I think it does open itself up to one of two things, frankly: partnerships or do we need a partner? Because NBC is pretty good at this. I mean, our our backbone, the NBC Playmaker backbone, which distributes all the over the top and does all the streaming. Um, you know, put that up against ML Bam. There is nothing close to either one of those two, and so yeah, you know, that's we're going to be we're not going to be sitting back here just like you know looking at color bars on a on a on a TV screen. We're going to evolve as well, and so there's a little bit of uh, we get to play catch up, and we've got the long term rights. So to make the counter argument that we know what Facebook does, we know what Amazon. Netflix, Google, Fang, whatever. But our company can continue to evolve, and we've got a base in the established sports business. So I wouldn't necessarily say it has to be a partnership or a tickle. Well, AT&T can now buy Time Warner, and Comcast, your parent, may go after Fox assets. So certainly sports is at a yeah. core to what's driving it. So there's, I mean, there's yeah, your yeah, sure. evolving nature of things right there. I mean, you may become even a bigger behemoth. Well, there. I mean, to your point, right? You said AT and T, Time Warner, Comcast. I'll say Disney and Fox. I didn't hear you say Facebook or Amazon or Netflix or Google or anybody. I mean, they could be involved in buying next. Who knows? Like you said, we're we're guessing. Who knows? But the cash is certainly there yeah, for yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Oh gosh, I mean, they're a trillion. I think they're at some point in the next bit, there'll be a trillion dollar market cap. Right? You know what? You know what they should start selling on Amazon? That would be like go like hotcakes. <laughs> 
right. CSI Miami pajamas. <laughs> well, God bless them. You know, if anybody could sell it, they could. But they'd probably be big, baggy pajamas. With that said, Scott, time to put this program to bed. Thank you to Ray Warren, president of Telemundo Deportes, for joining us from Russia. Thank you. Takeaways, Eben, other than the phone lines from Russia aren't exactly the best. <laughs> My takeaway is, again, the power of sport and the ability of these media companies to monetize, which is why these talk of sports right bubbles. Uh, you heard the brands involved. He listed them, what they paid to get it. You had this U.S. bid coalition of Canada and Mexico promising FIFA $11 billion in profit. Much of that money will come from media contracts around the world. We have this consolidation to these behemoths, as well as the tech companies. We're not sure how they're going to play out. But the one thing you know is nothing has, on a long-term basis, supplanted sports as the must-have. Absolutely. As we look forward to this 2018 World Cup, one of the business stories I'm keeping an eye on is how Fox and Telemundo are able to divide up this U.S. audience. You heard Ray say it there. He really believes that for the millions of bilingual fans out there, and even some people who don't speak Spanish that only speak English, he thinks that he can get them to watch primarily on Telemundo. You heard him say, es mejor en español. It's better in Spanish. Well done. Uh, if they are able to prove that throughout the World Cup, it will be very interesting to see how that bilingual audience and even the ones that maybe only speak English, how many of them he is able to get to watch on Telemundo. As you know, the Spanish language rights are more expensive than the English language rights. One thing we did not do, and I kick myself now, is we did not ask Ray to give us his best Andres Contour imitation. So you want to try yours? <laughs> I I'll put, I'll put you on the spot. Now, I'm under the weather, so that. it can't be me. I mean, it has to be the healthy voice guy. I'm good. So for those who don't know, give a little go! No! <laughs> Just keep going. I really wish we would have asked Ray. I don't know how many seconds he went. I don't have a number for how many seconds. Bad, but we do now roll into the number of the week. My goal is to be the number one pick. That's something I've been dreaming of since kids. It feels better to be number one than number five. I wear the number because of Mike. We have a chance to go for three in a row. Good numbers at a good time. When I first started wearing that number, I was just happy and proud. Bloomberg Business of Sports, the number of the week. This week's number is 20 million. And full disclosure, we discussed it. But twenty million bucks for Oliver Luck. The he uh, lucked out on this one. <laughs> who is uh, Andrew Luck's father, former AD at West Virginia? He was a high-ranking executive at NCAA. Just got hired to be the commissioner of XFL Two, the second version uh, of the XFL. Vince Smith Man's uh, challenge to the NFL. It's going to be a couple years before they're up and running, uh, but $20 million is a lot of money, certainly a huge raise from the roughly 800000 he was making at the NCAA last year. Uh, Scott, do you buy Andrew Luck or Oliver Luck nothing, and Vince McMahon able to make this nothing happen? Nothing against Oliver Luck, uh, seemingly a very talented, respected man, but $20 million bucks With an option for more, right? With an option for more or somehow to come up with more. For an idea that has been tried and did not do well at a time when I just do not see an appetite for more football at different parts with the guys who are not the best players in the game, 
Good luck to Vince McMahon and Oliver Luck. Well, you have been listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world. We're here each and every week at the same time exploring the world of money and sports. You can follow me on Twitter at Soshnik and Eben Novi Williams at Novi underscore Williams. Please change that. You can also download the show as an Apple podcast on iTunes. (laughs) 